What's going on, Misfits? This episode, we're talking astrology, crystals, the universe, uh, being drunk in overseas for months and living to tell about it. We're joined by Rosebud Baker, amazing woman, a writer for Elite Daily, and a comedian. She is keeping it so funky, and she tells us that guilt is not the answer. You got to be true to yourself. So dig into this episode, honey, because we're going deep. You're listening to Social Misfit. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Social Misfit. We are on location. I'm coming to you from a couch, not my couch, but the couch of the incomparable, amazing uh, writer, uh, crystal star child, (laughs) intuitiveness queen, uh, Rosebud Baker. Yeah, that's me. Intuitiveness queen. Yeah, intuitive. That's my professional title. That is. <laughs> um, if you don't know who Rosebud is, she is a comedian like most of my guests just because that's who the universe has pulled to me over the past uh, six years since I started doing comedy. And you're also a writer, which we have in common. Yeah. Uh, you write for Elite Daily. I do. I'm a body and mind writer. Body and mind. That's your title? Yeah. Yeah. Did, did they come up with that or did you come up with they that? They have different sections. So they have body and mind, uh, dating, and sex and dating, entertainment. So, and every, you know, team has like six or seven writers. Ah. Uh, but because uh, people don't really, people aren't drawn to body and mind stuff. <laughs> I'm the only body and mind writer. Uh, and it's just me and my editor. And you've been killing it. I'm doing pretty good there because so you, far. Because you incite people to leave comments and to yeah. uh, sh- uh, talk about your work on the Today Show. I saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they talked about your work. What was the article that they did? It was the most annoying thing about you according to your Zodiac sign. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. But first, let's get to your social media post. Can you please read us your post? Okay, so last Saturday, um, it was snowing out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been doing therapy for like seven years, but I don't... Um, uh, I just like sometimes you know when you go into therapy you're like I don't want to I don't even want to talk to about <laughs> myself like it makes me sick so I went on Facebook and I was like I have therapy in 10 minutes does anyone have any questions I'm out of them <laughs> um which of course isn't totally true but like on that particular day yeah I was just like yeah I just like woke up and was like I, I mean we all live and we fucking die and I was just like I don't really have any questions oh about my it gosh. <laughs> and um <laughs> I was just like uh, so I got a bunch of questions, actually, which I wasn't expecting. Um, a few of them were, you know, sarcastic. Um, the others were like genuine questions from a lot of comedians. Yeah. Um, and sorry if everybody can hear my dog. She's like chasing around a calm, uh, yeah. like a Kong toy. Uh, Rosebud has two dogs and a cat. And I'm impressed because I have a dog, too. But my dog does not do half of the uh, self-aware and determined stuff that your dogs. Do. My dog just lays next to me near me watches me her dogs get their own toys they make their own coffee they do taxes <laughs> they do go into their toy box and like get out whatever they want no. and like yeah. so if you hear dogs she has two big big dogs so. yeah because i have a desperate need for love um <laughs> anyway so here's some of the questions uh what are ways to open up emotionally and connect with people better sometimes i feel a block building deeper connections but i'm fine with shallow ones Mm, and it's inappropriately they posted this on social media where yeah. there's nothing but shadow relationships exactly and once a real answer yeah yeah 
And uh, and this is actually coming from someone on social media who's like kind of a troll. You know what I mean? Ah. Like he's like, I'm fine with shallow ones, yeah. but I want deeper connections. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, okay. So is he speaking his truth then? He's Yeah, he was being really, I mean, I assume he's being very honest. Although I don't know that he's self-aware enough to like really get like really honest like I don't even know that he knows the truth about himself so it's Mm -hmm. like one of those things where you're like even your questions are but whatever you know did you did you have a response I did from your therapist is this from your therapist or this is from you having gone to therapy for seven years um this is from my therapist like I was on the phone with my therapist (laughs) and I was like listen I I don't have any questions you do do phone therapy yeah oh okay that makes it much easier yeah because like if you had to go out in the snow and then like sit in the couch wait in a lobby and then Exactly. I'd yeah. be crying by the time I got there just mm. from the MTA. So anyway, so I'm on the phone with my therapist and I was like, listen, Peter, I don't have any questions. So I posted this thing <laughs> and I was like, we're but you're paying for the session. though." Yeah. I mean, I well, I had a hundred bucks riding on it and I can't cancel. Oh. So I was like, this is what we're going to do with this session. Hope you're cool with it. And he was like, yeah, that's fine. Um, <laughs> he was laughing, but like he was like, yeah, I guess that's OK. Yeah. So uh, here's the answer that we got um, for our first caller, right? <laughs> uh, he was like, this is a combination. I'm paraphrasing what Peter said and then adding whatever I you know, wanted to add. So um, this is for the troll who wants to have deeper, meaningful, interpersonal relationships and communication but doesn't know how. And is also fine with shallow relationships. And it's fine with shallow. Okay, because that's a fear, but okay. Right, yeah. So I said, uh, you wouldn't be asking if you were 100% fine with shallow connections. So the short answer is that it all comes down to intention. If your intention is to make yourself a sandwich, you'll do what's necessary to find the ingredients and put it together. If your intention is to leave, uh, is to leave the ingredients out so that you can stay hungry because for whatever reason you gain something from the sense of deprivation, then you'll slap two slice, uh, slices of bread together and just eat that. So basically, if you want to build better connections, you should start by making a list of ingredients for what creates them. You listed one above already. Start to open up emotionally. The next would be write better jokes. Um, <laughs> you are so fucking shady. Seventy-five <laughs> percent of that response was all you, Rosebud, and that one little second sentence from the last was the ad- the correct medically science proven <laughs> therapist response. You yeah. added a lot of flourish and shade to I that did. response. I did <laughs> because I d- here's the thing is like. When I re- when I get answers, I want them to be very direct. Yes. You know what I mean? I don't need them to be nice. I want to fix the thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I don't really feel a lot of guilt about the things that I do in my life that are not great for me. You know? Really? Yes. Mostly because guilt is like always in the place. It almost always happens instead of just finding a solution. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We're like, like instead of getting past the moment and saying, how can I make sure that this does or doesn't ever happen again? They just sit in the f- emotion of being like, I can't believe that happened and I can't get past it. Yeah. They're just like, I'm a piece of shit. Oh, my God. I feel so guilty. Yeah. It's like a it's like a procrastination technique. It's also an excuse. And I think it's an, it's an excuse because if you f- people feel if you feel guilty, that's penance and you don't have to correct the behavior. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And you don't have to. But like, if you're not going to, then stop feeling guilty about it. You know what I mean? Because like, you're going to get in the way eventually of like, if you ever did decide to fix it, 
your guilt is just going to be this gigantic boulder that you have to like break through to mm-hmm. get to the answer. So what what made you get to this place where you just don't give a fuck? Which is why I like you because <laughs> I met you and I saw you around the scene because you were hanging out with the guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the lantern and all that stuff and i was like oh there's another chick because it takes a it takes a certain type of woman to be the only woman in a male group right like in a male setting yeah because you have to cuss them out and tell them they ain't shit a lot yeah yeah and like kill the eagles often like all the time yeah. all the time especially especially once they get past the fact that they can't fuck you so right. then it's like oh shit i guess i gotta develop an actual friendship with this woman right yeah <laughs> like start to treat her like a person yes yeah so i saw you around and then like we just would see each other here and there and then we just started having some real ass conversations that were not comedy related at all. Yeah. And then we started talking about our love of crystals and <laughs> introspection and yep. the Zodiac. And yeah, that was it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think so. I, I guess the question was, how did I get to a point where There's I don't no give fucks a fuck? Given. Yes. Um, okay. So, well, I've been sober for like nine years. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that at a certain point, like if I can't get fucked up about something, uh, I just have to live with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So in a way, that's kind of like a meditative way to live. Not that I'm a peaceful person, <laughs> but not in any way. But like, as far as like my feelings go, like I've just got to go through them, yeah. you know? And I... And it makes you want to help other people get through their feelings too. Yeah. Because you call people out when they're bullshitting yeah yeah i mean i try to no you do it's not no try you do (laughs) you definitely do don't be modest i think i do yeah no i do you're right but i do it i don't do it in like a i feel like i'm kind of i am kind of shady about it um but yeah no i think i just got to a point where i was like all right sobriety is basically just like a series of identity crises Mm -hmm. like it's like you you wake up in the morning and you're like you know, oh, why can't things be this way, right? Yeah. And it's just you, like, having an addict's personality. You just basically, like, slam your head into the wall over and over and over and over again mm-hmm. until you're just, like, too tired to do it anymore. And you're like, yeah. oh, I guess I just have to, like, live with this. So I think that's, after nine years of that, I now I'm just like, well, this is just the way shit is. Yeah. You know? Like, I just don't, I don't care anymore. You um, don't care. I mean, I care, but like... Have you ruined any friendships or relationships because you're just so, I don't care? No. I don't think I've ruined friendships or relationships. There's definitely relationships that have like fallen by the wayside. Um, There have been friendships that, you know, when I actually spoke my mind, the person was like not willing to hear me Mm -hmm. or wasn't willing to like... Yeah, just wasn't willing to like hear what I was saying. Um... And they were just like, okay, well, fuck you. You know what I mean? Which at that point, it's like, I don't really see it as like a friendship falling apart or anything like that as much as like just two people like growing in different directions. Like I don't, I don't. It's uh, like a big blow up or anything. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? That makes sense. Yeah. That definitely makes sense. But I definitely have been around people. And even now, like new people that have come into my life who I think are just so used to making excuses for themselves and not having to like do anything about it right and so what happens is it's very problematic is that people uh, assume an identity that's been you know put upon them right and instead of being like no nah, i'm not gonna let this thing define me they just buy into it right and then i'm looking at them like you we're way too we're too old for you to yeah. come around and, and tell me that you're x y and z just because a couple of people told you this and you just don't want to fight hard enough 
well, to be your true self. But that's also where it come where beliefs come into play. Mm-hmm. Because if somebody believes something about themselves, you know what I mean? It's it's almost like it's a protection for them in a way. You know what, what I mean? What if you don't really believe it, you just don't want to fight against it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Then I but I still think that it's a belief there's some belief like that is it's not a real belief it's a false belief like you believe in like this false truth right like okay so if I love someone um if I tell someone I love them and they don't say it back I'm gonna get rejected and rejection is the worst thing and like rejection could kill me yeah. you know what I mean obviously like your mind knows that rejection can't kill you mm-hmm. but I think if you believe that like in your gut um you're automatic reaction is to just not express your feelings or like you know what I'm saying yeah so I think we all have like these systems of belief and it's like once you get into telling other people about their beliefs and and shit like that like you might be fucking with their whole system of like protection but what this is what you do on your uh column for elite daily right constantly challenging people's beliefs yeah because you focus a lot on uh introspection and astrology right and some of the things that you've written are like five ways to know that you're like the worst human being ever <laughs> that grace the planet based on your zodiac sign. Right. Where, where, where does your affinity for the zodiac, for astrology rather, come from? Uh, mostly from like, I, I just started getting into it when I was like in high school mm-hmm. and I don't really know where it came from. I think it came from like... Uh, like I'm one of those people that was like reading self-help books when I was like in eighth grade and my mom was like you don't need those you know what I mean I think because I just always grew up with this feeling of like I'm different and I don't I don't really feel like I fit in let's talk about that why like you don't fit in with your family or culturally socially with my I guess with my I don't know I guess with my family but mostly with uh like socially like I remember Mm -hmm. my experience in school was always like really like I just didn't feel like I fit in anywhere um I was always like really loud uh I I would be I was sent to the principal's office in like kindergarten for (laughs) like it was like you know what I mean and like I would I remember I went to my my parents sent me to like uh this like christian horseback riding camp in oh, texas that's the worst thing ever where'd you grow up in virginia oh okay but i went to this camp and they would they would give you grades and i i failed out of christian camp and i was like what the fuck is this like i couldn't i couldn't seem to like ever uh get to a place where people were like oh she gets it you know what i yeah. mean like i didn't have like that outside check mark you know what I mean? Like nobody gave me like a, all right, you get it. You know what yeah. I mean? Like you get an A. Like I was just always getting into trouble and it because was Because like, you didn't conform. Yeah, but like it wasn't like I was trying not to conform. I was just being myself. Yeah. Like I remember the reason I got sent to the principal's office was because we were all playing like kissy boys. You know when you chase the boys? Yes. And this guy promised me that he would kiss me if I would throw a rock through the window of my kindergarten class. So I was like, great, no problem. We've got a deal. <laughs> Fucking went through with it. Never got a kiss. Got sent to the principal's office. I was like, this is a really raw fucking deal for me you know like i i was like i not only did i like totally commit but i didn't get kissed and i got in trouble and so when you told him that that was the reason why you did what you did he didn't get in trouble no yeah that's fucked up it is fucked up mm-hmm. i mean they could i could have been making it up you know i lied all the time but i you oh, know you did lie all the time i did i lied a lot yeah. yeah so how do your parents how did your parents deal with you because you come from a pretty big family yeah how many siblings uh four sisters 
inc- and then including you or include uh, five including me five girls mm. oh my gosh yeah that's a lot it was it was a lot and you are aware in the chain i'm the oldest you're the oldest yeah of five really yeah. you were the most rebellious one no it's like the youngest the one youngest the- one is is more rebellious than i am but the one that was born right after me hallie she was like so she's a nurse you know what i mean she's like she's just grown up to be this like caretaking responsible like person mm-hmm. and um i think i think she just like i don't know I, this is just how i am i don't know if birth order has to do with character or anything so do you think astrology has to do with it then or is it because i think it's environment yeah i think it's environment i think it's you know what happens to you it could be astrology Mm -hmm. it could be birth order you know i love to categorize myself Mm -hmm. i really love that so how would you categorize yourself to someone who never met you before hi i'm rosebud and i am a um oh shit oh see i wouldn't want to do it for someone else like I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want to categorize myself for someone else. Like I do it for me. So how do you categorize yourself to yourself? You look in the mirror and you say, Rosebud, you are such I'm like, a- okay, you're such a Pisces, you know, like you're, you're constantly late for shit. You never know what's going on. You don't like, you can't pay attention to details. You decide you're going to do something. You have no path to get there and you just fucking do it. You know, mm-hmm. like I do think that I have, uh, like a strong, like creative imagination you know like the power of my dreams is like in t- like so intense like I I had a dream the other night about like zombies and I woke up like coughing like because I was like you know I got bit and then I woke up in this coughing fit because like that's what was happening in my dream yes. it was like people were caught co- and so you know I am very like Piscean in that way um but I have like a Taurus rising and a Virgo moon so I'm like really grounded and mm. like you know like my feelings aren't, uh, I'm not as sensitive as a normal Pisces. Yeah. You know, I don't like cry when the wind blows too hard. Yeah, man. Listen, I have had, Pisces are showing up in my life. Really? So much. Really? Like, it's nuts. It's, it's crazy. That's like, interesting. Yeah. How, how are they coming into your life? Like, uh, guys, a lot, I've met a lot of guys who are Pisces and really? I, and I, and I had an experience with a Pisces. I remember we talked about this. That's oh yeah. yeah. How we kinda, so I dealt with a Pisces guy before and that was a whole experience. I mean, it wasn't bad. It was just like, I don't know. I find that Pisces men are the worst. Have, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, they're not the worst. I think Aries men are the worst. Mm. Um, just because Aries men are just egotistical maniacs. They're just babies who are very materialistic. Yeah. And I don't like materialistic people. Yeah. But uh, my Pisces experience, which is new to me, is been very. They are unable to make a concrete decision. Yeah. And move with it. Right. It's, it's very they talk about it a lot. They want you to talk. They want you to talk about their lives with them at nauseum. Yeah. And then they still won't make a decision because like me, I'm a fixer. So if I'm talking to you and I'm like, all you have to do is A, B, C, D. And right. then I'm thinking the conversation is over. Right. And then like two weeks later, you want to have the same conversation. I'm like, but I already fixed. I already fixed your problem. Why are we still having this? Conversation? Yeah. All you had to do was like make yeah. a list and do the list. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's the part of me. I'm so glad I got like the Taurus rising, the Virgo moon. Because yeah. I'm like, if I was like a Pisces with like a Cancer rising and like a Scorpio, like I'd be like just too it's too many feelings you know what i mean like it's hard for them to make a concrete decision because they're so in their emotions 
Yeah. That it's like, and they are super emotional. Yeah. Super, super emotional. And the worst is like they, I've dealt with, I've dealt with not saying when I say dealt, I don't mean dated, but I've had cross paths with Pisces men, friends and, you know, interests or whatever. And the ones who actually own their emotions mm-hmm. are more, palatable than the ones who just suppress their emotions right oh well that's a whole thing because the ones who suppress their emotions because then when you like tap into it then all of a sudden i'm like oh my god what the fuck did i do right like did i just erupt a volcano how did this happen i didn't mean and it's not a violent thing it's just like this super melancholy yeah like almost want to cry but they don't want to cry in front of you and you're just like okay well yeah they want you to like be their mommy a little bit I'm not here for that. Yeah. Like, I'm really not. I need. What about Pisces women? Are you like. I haven't really met any Pisces women. Like really? That. It's just been because really- they're all in AA. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm a Capricorn. So I'm like the most yeah. level headed person. Yeah. Oh, man. Capricorns are they've got their shit together. Yeah. They I love really it. Do. I, I it's interesting when I don't think I have my shit together. And then I talk to someone and be like, no, Chloe, you really have your shit together. Like, yeah. I see how organized you are. And I'm like, really think I'm organized. But it's just so, such a habit. Yeah. To me, like they I run write, their lives like a CEO. I write I write my week out. Right. On an index card. I carry with me. I check it off of what like every day I know what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. 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 My sister, who's a nurse, is a Capricorn. She's the one that was born right after me. And she like had it all together. She was so responsible. Mm-hmm. Like when I would lie, she would get fucking she would get the shit for it. Like, I don't really? know why. But like, yeah, they'd be like, where's Rosebud? She hasn't been around for two days. You know, like I would just go to my friends and like not come back. And would it? That's such a white thing yeah. of just fucking disappearing for two days. I, who who does that? I never know. once. You never hear black people like, yeah, I just will go to my friend's house for like dinner and then just spend the night and just stay there. Yeah. never yeah you ran away that yeah. was called running away <laughs> i know and you would get your ass beat it wasn't like no friendly i'm just gonna go to my friend's house for three days and i'll come back no we yeah. don't uh-uh. yeah and your parents didn't freak out dude they had too many other kids to deal with oh, like they were f- trying to fucking raise you know what i mean like i was done what's the like, by the time i was 10 they were like okay she's done let's focus on How the other the fuck ones. is a 10 year old done i mean when you've got <laughs> fucking twins and a, you know a six-year-old you're like they're like okay she's cooked you know what i mean she's she's ready to go like that's a mess it's like i mean that was a lot of i know it's not great but it's like i also am like really grateful for that because you know, it helped me. Like, I don't think I could have lived in New York if I wasn't used to like kind of raising myself a mm-hmm. little bit. Like, cause New York will take you down. Like, How long have you been here? I've been here for 11 years. Okay. That's a good amount of time. Yeah. So you were boozing and drugging when you got here. Were you boozing and drugging before you moved to New York or was it? Oh yeah. No, I was actually, the way that I got to New York was like, I was on a bender. Um, <laughs> and, uh, wait, <laughs> what and my parents were like if you don't we're gonna send you to rehab like i was in europe with my sister my sister left me because she was like you're out you're out of your mind wait wait you're skipping way too many key points to this story i know you and your sister were on vacation in europe yeah so it's it's so sorry no no it's okay it's so funny because half of it is like so white privilege and the other half is just like just like drunk under the railroad and uh (laughs) it's like a weird mix of story so my my sister had planned out a trip after my college graduation Got to go it. to Europe. And how far apart are you and your sister? We're Irish twins. So we're like 20, 23, 21 Got months it. or something. Mm-hmm. So she had planned this trip. We went to Europe. I was out of control. Like 
drunk, out of control, uh, partying. Um, I I was like throwing glasses at people. Like I was a violent drunk. Wow. So I would. But you knew this about yourself before you went to Europe. Yeah. So you had already been drinking and all that stuff. Yeah. Okay. I just didn't. I had just recently. There's people talk about alcoholism when you cross that invisible line. I had crossed that invisible line and did not know it. And, uh. and my sister quickly found out. Um, so she was like, well, I'm out of here. She was like, I'm going back home. I got a ticket. And I was like, well, fuck you. I'm staying. You know what I mean? And I stayed in Europe and like. For how long? I don't know. Um, I, wow. I don't know the exact time. I don't really know. I could check my passport, but I don't know where <laughs> I went and um where did you sleep where did you stay where did you like i remember staying at a hotel in paris i remember camping in spain oh you were gone yeah like this is a trip like this is an extended stay yeah like i was like what was the original plan for the trip how long were you supposed to be there uh she had done all the planning because she's the capricorn but like we were supposed to be there for you know, I'm just kind of pulling it out of my ass. I think it was like two months or something. Mm-hmm. I ended up staying for like three. And I... And you're bouncing around with no plan. She leaves you. I had no plan. None. And um, you're still alive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, mm-hmm. so finally, I was like, my sister was like a great enabler. Like she would like send me money. You know what I mean? And I was like, you know, the I The same need- one who left you. Yeah. Was sending you money. Yeah. Oh, wow. So she would send me money. I was like, at, I remember being at several different Western unions and... um <laughs> You know, one time I reached out to her and I was like, I need more money. And she's like, mom and dad, like, we're not, nobody's sending you money until you come home. Uh, Like, we'll send you money for a plane, you know, uh, a plane ticket. But like, we're not, we'll give you like a credit card number to to buy your own plane ticket. I was like, okay. So I I got a plane ticket to DC. They were going to send me to rehab. I, uh... I think it was like a rehab for eating disorders because I was like also going through that at the time. Like I wasn't eating. And uh, they, and I basically, I got my ticket um, and I had it stop in New York, right? Because I was like kind of seeing this guy in New York, like Mm -hmm. long distance. And uh, so I left all my belongings in Europe. I I took everything in like a carry-on and when the plane touched down in New York I just got in a cab and went to this guy's house and was like hey I'm moving in and that's how (laughs) I moved in with him and like his metal band are you um, fucking serious yeah you left all your shit there yeah like I know that at one point in like a paranoia I buried all my shit at the bottom of like this mountain I don't remember <laughs> like it was like I had like you know when we used to carry around like CD books I don't yes. know why but I brought those with me yeah to Europe because you need to travel music oh right Cause yeah because we didn't have iPods disc- yeah you had a, probably had a disc man yeah so I buried all my CDs at the bottom of this mountain and someone is going to uncover that shit in like 50 years and they're going to try to figure out the story of who you are and why you were there I know they're going to go and look at your music choices and be like um this is strange <laughs> yeah like who would have the best of ABBA? Yeah, yeah. I was like, I swear to God, there's like most deaf albums from yeah. uh, from college. Yeah, uh, a ton of Roots albums. Like, I because you loved couldn't the fit roots. that in your carry on. That was, that was your mindset. No, this was like an another. I was like camping and I buried my shit because I was scared someone would steal it. And like then a, you didn't know where you. And put then it. I don't. I didn't know where I put it. Yeah, I must have been hammered. Anyway, so 
I so you so originally you were supposed to buy a ticket that took you to DC and then your parents were gonna get you and take you to rehab. Right. But you booked it to New York. Yeah. And you got off. Yeah. And moved in with a guy uh-huh. and you've been here for eleven years. Yeah. Do you know how absurd that sounds? <laughs> I know, I know. I know. And he let you stay with him. Yeah. Well he was a huge enabler too. Like, how long were you with him? Um like a year, year and a half before I got sober. Like I was like, okay. So what made so you what made you get sober without your parents' help, without any other intervention? Well, because here's the thing about being an alcoholic is it's fucking exhausting. Like it's really tiring. <laughs> like you people don't give alcoholics enough credit for how much fucking stamina <laughs> they have. You know, like it's the amount of like damage control and like like the shit that you're doing to your body and like the way that you have to wake up every morning and like just go through your day is mm. just exhausting. Like it's, I mean, it's like another kind of marathon. You mm. know what I mean? Like, yeah. and uh, and the things that you're willing to do to like get, get drunk, like the feelings you're willing to push through and like you could have the fucking flu and if you need to get hammered, like you're gonna that go get hammered. Yeah. You know? Um so what was your aha moment? When when did you wake up and you was like, today is the day I'm going to get my life together? Um, I was, I, I had enrolled in an acting class because I was like, all right, I got to get my shit together. You know, like I left this guy and I was like, I need some structure in my life. Like I, I don't even know how to like open my mail. You know what I mean? Like I was like, <laughs> I was really, I needed some help. And uh, so I put myself in this class and the first night of that class, I went out with people and they all, they were like, let's go out for a drink. Well, I was like, let's go out for a drink. And <laughs> I mean, I, and uh, they were all like, great. So they all went out for a drink. And like, I was like, you know, f- cut to four hours later, I'm at the, in the basement of the Sullivan room trying to get smashed. And there's like one fat dude in the middle of the Sullivan room on a Monday night dancing. And he just looked like a fucking like jelly bean like I remember just looking at him and being like this is sad like there's like a there's like a strobe light on and like one guy on the dance floor mm-hmm. and me at the bar and I went home woke up the next morning and I was on my floor and I like looked in the mirror and I tried to cry and I couldn't like I couldn't sob for myself because I just like knew my own number you know what yeah. I, mean? I couldn't even be sad for myself anymore which is like yeah, that's I think where my feeling about guilt mm-hmm. comes in is that it's just it's not useful. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like when I got over my own shame and my own guilt, you know, and I was just like, I can't even be sad about myself. Like I have to do something. Yeah. That's uh, that's where that's where I think it was like kind of like this moment of, you know, you feel free. You feel like free from your own bullshit. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think I have this like philosophy of like honesty where if you're not being completely honest with yourself, you're, you're not going to grow. Like mm-hmm. it's not going to happen. You know what I mean? Oh, I agree. I agree a hundred percent. Yeah. Because I think we like to tell ourselves that we are being victimized and we really aren't. Yeah. No, there's like, the point is everything is a choice. Yes. Like even when I look at like Trump, you know, and I look at like, cause there's so much, there's so much in me that was like, how could this have happened to us? You know, how could this have like, and, and now I look at it and I'm like, okay, well, if everyone is like one, 
You know what I mean? If we're like a collective consciousness, mm -hmm. then we chose him. You know what I mean? In our inaction or in our action? In our inaction. But actually, here's the thing, though, is I look at like liberals and conservatives and you know, like conservative conservatives are hating liberals for the way that we, we for our, you know, sexual choices or the color of our skin mm -hmm. or our gender. But we're hating them, you know, because they're stupid fucks from Iowa. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they and because they they because of their political mm -hmm. beliefs. And we're both doing the same thing. But it's just like so I look at Trump and though even though he's a representation of the other side, mm -hmm. He's a representation of what all of us are doing. Just trolling everyone that disagrees with us. Yeah. Like begging for support in this tone of superiority from this echo chamber. And like, I'm like, fuck, man. He's he's what we're all doing. You know what I mean? And like, we've got to like accept that so we can get Fix it. We can make a different choice. But do you, you know? think, but I mean, that's easier said than done because yeah. the, the issue is that people don't want to admit that they bought into or contributed to such a terrible state in our American history. Like no one wants to admit that they have a hand in this. Right. But it's like, why not? Like, why not admit that? Because nobody wants to make themselves look ignorant or wrong. Because like why? Fact, but the, like, this is what I'm saying. It's like, because why? Because you're the ego. Right. Because being ignorant and wrong, what makes you less, less than? than? Yes. Right. But is that rationally actually true? No. No. So we all have to like get, into that and be like okay just because i was wrong doesn't mean that i'm less than doesn't mean it just means i was wrong yeah. you know and now i'm making a different choice like it's like there's this fear of being wrong is like what led us to this place mm -hmm. you know well, the, the fear of speaking out about what you truly honestly believed in and for fear of repercussions or or uh conflict is what led us to this point right because there was a time in our childhoods where people had open dialogue about things and right. you had debates and that's, and it's so crazy, but I feel like when we stopped having talk shows, yeah, that's kind of when people just shut themselves in and then just started having their own like inbred thoughts. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like America needs to get back to the talk show. Well, and it's just <laughs> because you had, you had a platform where you saw somebody that did not look like you or believed in something completely different. Yeah. And there may or may not have been opposition on that same stage, but they had a discourse, they had a debate. Right. And so you saw people from different walks of life that you would never have seen. You yeah. know, so I'm, I'm talking about like talk shows like Oprah or Donahue or, you know, Montel, like where you see people, not Maury or not Jerry Springer, but there was a time where people would tune in in the millions every single day mm. to see, oh my gosh, I want to see the story of the girl who was raped by her dad and decided to keep the baby. Yeah. How would I handle myself in that situation right. instead of being like, this whore right. got raped by her dad? Right. Who does? You know, like, right. that's what I'm saying. Like, we just don't see people from other walks of life that makes us question where we are and what we believe in. And so now everybody is just tuning into the like-minded behavior. Yeah. And then we become yeah inbred. I honestly think, though, that this is like a stage in our development as like human beings. Where I'm waiting for us to ascend. I am praying for an alien apocalypse. Honestly, before. I really believe I not <laughs> not over. necessarily in like aliens, but like I do think that like there something's going to happen like okay. like it's things, social consciousness. Yeah, like things are going to get worse before they get better. But mm -hmm. I really think they're going to get better um, because, you know, Trump, as much as he's just awful, my dog is like filing um she's doing some tax filing anyway um 
even though he's awful, he has shown us, he's been a huge wake up call. Mm -hmm. He's shown us things about ourselves that we don't want to know. And nobody likes an alarm clock. No. You know what I mean? But he's like a huge alarm clock. And I think that once we are like open to what he's showing us about ourselves, then we'll, I think he's going to become irrelevant. I just think he's like a tool for the masses to learn about but ourselves and make a better yeah, choice. I, but, but we're intellectual people and we're looking at it from a philosophical standpoint. Right. The issue is that every day when you watch the news or you read headlines, there are more and more people who are trying to pacify the people who oppose him and also try to like undermine or undercut the severity of the shit that he says. Oh, so yeah. like you have all of these people in the Republican Party who are like, oh, now I want to I want to cut the money to the ethics department because they're criticizing Trump. Oh, I want to single out a civil rights icon, John Lewis, because he says that Trump is an illegitimate. Pre like, so now you have all of these people. And I hope somebody is making a list because when shit hits the fan, and we got to start having food rations. <laughs> Paul Ryan should not get any motherfucking rights. No, you know, what absolutely I mean? not. Like People from Fox News, they don't get no motherfucking bread but this i is mean the like thing. they need to be held accountable because you signed it like like this is like pre-nazi germany in you know sense. what though i don't feel like everyone is with them i feel like as much as they are like the leaders i feel like they're alone i think that the what's what's probably good i mean it's so hard to say what's gonna happen because things that i didn't think would happen are definitely happening but i do feel as though our dynamic of politics in this country are going to forever be changed because you have this old guard of old crotchety white men who mm -hmm. are sexually repressed. Right. Yeah. Hiding in the Christian evangelicalism. Yeah. Who are not necessarily the most educated. Right. They're not tra well traveled. Yeah. They don't uh, they don't engage with people who are in their core constituents. And even then they don't really engage with their constituents because they're making money and being bought by lobbyists. Right. And they're telling us what to do with our pussies and who to fuck and who not to fuck and what babies to have and what health care we should have. And so at some point, those people are going to be pushed out. They have to be. Right. In order for us to really have a, a political process that really truly represents the mindset of the people. Yeah. And also a part of that means that white people in America need to realize that y'all time is up in a sense, like your time of superiority and just telling people what to do and how to feel is over. Yeah, completely. And that's why we're in this position because they don't want to realize that they need to change. Right. And then you have people of color who have come, who have been so complacent in the fact that they are oppressed yeah, in many different ways. So yeah, they're yeah. just like, so in order for it to really put, you know, be spun on its head, I think that people of color kind of like, yeah, this is fucked up, but she's been fucked up. So how much more fucked up is this? And they're right. not going to respond until it actually hits the community, i.e. police brutality or whatever else. Mm -hmm. Like once something strikes home and then we have to start rioting and, you know, loitering yeah. CVSs, that's when they'll like wake up. And I think that white people aren't going to wake up and that's really where the change, like the actual catalyst of the change is going to happen because they're going to realize that, oh shit, we voted for someone who doesn't give a fuck about us because we thought we were white and he was white and he made himself a millionaire, even though we know that his dad gave him money, but we excuse that part. Right. So he's going to do for us what he did for himself. And when they don't do that, then those people who bought those guns and start talking about how they want to protect themselves against the government, mm. they're going to really protect themselves against the government. Yeah. 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 And we're going to be looking at them like, we fucking told you so. Yeah. Dummy. You know, when, um, gigantic like systems of oppression mm -hmm. and both I think I because I think that the individual is is connected to the collective right like yeah. we're each a reflection of both and when you have like an old system of beliefs in you that mm -hmm. is dying you know what I mean those 
systems of belief, they often go out kicking and screaming. Yeah. You know? Well, that's like uh, comedian Ari Shafir says that uh, the only way changes ever happen in society is for people to die. Did yeah. you see that? Yeah. He did on HuffPo? Yeah. And, the, and, the, and it's so hilarious because you should look it up. It's Ari Shafir. And he's a comedian. He was on HuffPo Live before they like stopped doing live streaming. And the the host slash, I guess, maybe journalist was kind of like, oh, you're kidding, right? He was like, no, I'm serious. No, they have to die. People have yeah. to die. Yeah. People have to die. That's what is going to happen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, when we see like, you know, um, we saw like people that we loved, you know, mm-hmm. die last year, like in 2016. Everybody yeah, was talking about. Got, like, I think they got called up. You know, yeah. I was like, come on, David Bowie. Yeah, yeah. Like, and I think it's, I I believe in, I believe in reincarnation. So I I think that like through this shift Mm -hmm. that's happening, um, well, I'm getting off topic. Basically, all these people died and we noticed because we loved them, but it was happening everywhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was happening everywhere. And it's not like, you know, in spite of what the news would have you believe, the statistics say that actually heroin overdoses killed more people than gun violence last year. People are just opting out. You know what I mean? And it's happening everywhere. And I do think that it's just going to be like a mass exodus. I Mm. think like it's going to be less people. Yeah. And I don't think it's necessarily going to happen from, I really think that they're just going to like dip out. Yeah. You know? So. So you, so you believe that there's going to be, an awakening or like just a, a people are going to perish naturally cat- catastrophically or violence i think that people are going to perish pretty naturally mm-hmm. i mean I, when i looked at even when um when the chief justice when scalia died yeah. and there was like no cause and he was like 70 something he was old so he died in his sleep yeah mm-hmm. but he was like 70 something right yeah he was pretty old like That's- 78 he was old that's really young to die in your sleep. 70 something? Is, yeah. What are you talking? Are you kidding People me? People are living until they're like 90, 98, 99 Yeah, but now. are they eating like Americans? Because that contributes to us dying. But I'm saying sleep. even Americans are living much longer now. Mm-hmm. And I, when I saw that, I was like, wow, 70. To, be, to die in your sleep during your 70s, I think is pretty young to just die like that. And mm-hmm. I was like, wow, I, I'm surprised. You know, I, I was like, he just up and left you know and it was like right before right before obama was leaving and i I was like wow this is this is amazing like something's gonna happen you know um so what is your prediction for 2017 for us as a people since you're so in tune to the universe i mean i'm not a psychic at all uh but i will say that my feeling is that uh that people are just going to die. Like it's like people are just going to die out, either physically die or just become completely irrelevant. Like the people that it's like evolve or die. You know what I mean? Yes. And the people that won't are going to become either irrelevant or they're literally going to die. <laughs> like, so how does this affect you as a comedian? Um, that's a good question. Uh, Thank you. I try. I, how does it affect me as a comic? Um, I mean, hopefully it means that I can, I'm just going to talk about it. I don't know. I mean, I, how does their death affect me as a comic? I No, I'm saying like, how, how does the shift in the universe affect you as a comic? Oh. Like, how do you, do you feel? Cause I know I talk about it. I talk about how sometimes it feels very trivial to get on stage and be like, so guys, this happened to me. Right. When you know that the world is crumbling around us. Right. And then also you don't want to constantly get on stage and you know, 
you know, beat it to death about what's going on because people don't really want to come to a comedy show for that. Right. Right. Well, I think it, um, I haven't really been performing that much lately. I think (laughs) you like, to be honest, haven't been up. Um, no, I think it's, uh, for me, the challenge is to just get, uh, as honest as possible and to find the humor in what's happening because I don't think that things are devoid of humor. Like I think that the darker they get, the funnier they can be. Yes. Um, and you talk about a lot of dark, funny things. Yeah. And it, it but that's the, that's the challenge is like, I think uh, for me to get really honest and to, to challenge myself to like make this shit funny. Got you it. know, I think that's, that's the challenge and it's also like the joy of it, you know, because if you're able to do that, then that's fucking, there's no better feeling, I think. I'm still thinking about how you couldn't cancel your therapy appointment. <laughs> What's the cancellation uh, fee? Like you have to pay. I mean, I just have to pay a hundred bucks, you whether know, you do make the call or not. Um, whether I make the call or not, I have to make. Yeah, because I canceled so many on him. That uh, finally he by... was like, okay, stop canceling. Oh, is this uh, is this an Obamacare therapist or this is out of your pocket? No, this is out of pocket because he's like a he's like a holistic health counselor. Like oh. he's not he's not like a regular, you know. I mean, he is a regular therapist. Like I go in, I sit on a couch, I talk to him. But you know, we do a lot of other stuff where it's like I'll like scream and hit a pillow and yell at my dad and shit like that. Mm. You know. Okay. It gets weird. It gets weird. Yeah. So have you told your dad that you have hit him in pillow state in therapy? No. It's so funny that I'll be super open to like that kind of shit. Yeah. Where like I'm banging on a pillow and being like, look at me, you know, like (laughs) like talking to my dad. But then he'll be like, okay, imagine your dad was here. Like, what would you say to him? And I'll look at him and I'll be like, Peter, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing the whole... You know what I mean? Like I, for some reason, that's like too much. I can't. Yeah. I can't like go into that realm of. Uh, so do I'm you, not going to do, do like have, play acting. So do you have daddy issues? I mean, yeah, everybody does. I think. I think everybody that w- grew up <laughs> with, with a dad in the house, with a dad <laughs> or without a dad, you know, like there's our parents when we're growing up, they're the closest thing to God. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because they're literally in charge of your survival like they are what god ends up being to people who are religious Mm -hmm. and uh and when you grow up and you're a kid and you find out that your parents are like flawed that's too scary yeah to imagine that your parents the people who are responsible for your survival could actually be fuck-ups is like way too terrifying so what we do as kids is we change ourselves to make it not our parents fault because we can't afford to believe that they are flawed you know like that's yeah. too terrifying a thought i didn't do that no. i knew my parents were flawed and i was like i'll just be the stronger person for all of us but see that's the thing you still made the change for yourself yeah. to shut up to be your to be the responsible one yes so like that's something that a kid should never have to do you know what i mean like as much as like i'm not trying to like you know make you cry or anything but oh, like yeah, it's no. one of those things where you know, that's not what we're supposed to do. And when I like learned that in therapy, I was like, well, fuck, you know, I, it was like, if childhood was a game, then I lost, you know what I mean? Like I'm, I lost that game and now I just have, just have to play adulthood. And it's interesting because I, I find that with parents, they know in, well, let me get my thoughts together. I think that when it comes to parenthood, I've been feeling that a lot of parents feel like their kids 
at some point should be taking care of them. Yeah. Like, it's like, I did everything. I'm chilling now. Yeah. It's your time to yeah. like, help me out. Help me set the VCR. Right. Yeah. <laughs> help take me, me go send shopping. an email. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so it's your turn. So I want to know, like, is that like, if that's what parenthood is, I don't think, I mean, if I were to have children, I don't think I would have children with the intent of being like, oh, when you get my age, I'm clocking out. Yeah. And you're doing everything for me. Like, I wouldn't feel like that's what I would want to have kids for. Yeah, I don't. Well, that's that's the thing is there's way too many people that have kids for that reason. Yeah. Way too many. Um, Do you want kids? No, I don't. I don't feel that, it, you know, I'm not like curious about that experience. Yeah. Um, and your partner's okay with that? I think so. I I mean, I don't think I mean, he's that like curious should, about it either. I feel like I should have a conversation. <laughs> I mean, we're both. Yeah, I guess so. But like, we haven't. Uh, I'm feeling like if he hasn't brought it up and I haven't. Girl, are you serious? You know what I mean? No, that's that's some stupid shit. That's what <laughs> people who 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 don't ask people if they have STDs like he never he didn't bring it up. So I'm not going to actually. It up. No, I have asked him if he wants kids and he's always like yeah i guess like he'll be like i don't know like he he feels the same way that i feel about it like mm-hmm. i'm like if it happens on its own then great but like if it doesn't i'm not yeah i'm not curious i don't actually if it happens on its own then like shit um yeah i was gonna say like um yeah okay so you go from not knowing yeah, to yeah, oh yeah. fuck. yeah no i'm just like uh i mean i would be i'd be curious why it was you know, I'd be like, why is this happening? You know, like I, cause I do think it's one of those things where like, if something happens to you, you look at it and you go like, huh, I wonder what, what this, why this is happening. Yeah. Am I ready for this? Yeah. And maybe I'm ready for this. Yeah. 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 Um, and maybe this is part of like what my job is, you know, like why I came here, you know, you never know. That's true. Um, so there's that. I so why do you still go to therapy you've been going for seven years I've been I've been going for seven years yeah I because now at this point it's not so much about um about like uncovering shit and Mm -hmm. coming to peace with things it's more about like really embracing what is happening outside like in the world and learning how to adapt to that and kind of raise my own vibration as a person yes so that you know because i feel like a lot of people are waking up and i want to be there to be like to like serve the coffee you know Mm. to be like oh here welcome wake up you know like it's like i i feel like there's a responsibility to those of us who have done self-work to like pass it on to the people that want it you know not to force it on people that are like that obviously need it but are not interested Mm -hmm. but to people that really want it you know i will say this i have seen a different a different conversation amongst people there's a lot more people talking about the universe there's a lot more people talking about spirituality and and crystals and meditation and uh i've when i i was i went to cuba so there was a whole you know awakening of people me my personal awakening of actually seeing for the first time like visibly making a consorted effort to notice like people who practice like santeria yeah and other religious beliefs because you see it here but you you just 
dismiss it yeah and so they're they're very rooted in it and so you hear them talk about it very freely and it's not something that's seemed to be like a cult it's not like woo woo it's not yeah. like voodoo heebie-jeebie type shit yeah. so it's very conversational like oh yeah this is my shrine to my dead so-and-so yeah. and this is my offering to the god so-and-so you know so right. there's this connectivity that they have that we don't really have here but i think people are starting to seek that out here in america right because other things aren't working yeah like drugs aren't working going to church fasting it's not working so yeah. i think people are there are a group there's a movement of people who are searching for something deeper yeah and then there's a lot of people who just want to be anonymous on the internet and talk shit yeah and i think that people who are searching are already waking up. Like, I think that if you're listening to this podcast right now, you're already on a path to, like, waking up. Like, yeah. I think that it wouldn't have found you if you weren't. Mm -hmm. So there's this kind of, like, if you're one of those people, you know, like, you might feel weird about it. Like, I've always felt weird about how spiritual I am yeah. and like reading fucking the power of now in eighth grade like who does that especially for a white girl yeah, yeah. no I'm being serious you know what I mean because like white <laughs> people just don't white people don't have to be spiritual because they okay let me be clear because I know exactly what I want to say <laughs> what I'm saying is is that people who have been oppressed gravitate to religion as a safety right as as a consolation as a therapy as a as yeah. a way to explain away the oppression that they faced right and all the hardship and shit like that right yeah. or or they say i know my life is terrible i know my son was killed by the cops and my great granddaddy was lynched by the clan but god will make a way and when i die i'm going to heaven so there's this is cope it's a coping mechanism that people who are oppressed and i'm saying people who are oppressed i'm not saying necessarily by race but i'm saying people who are oppressed right even poor white people pray to god hopefully you know i'm working hard every day on a farm but you know the by and by i'll be at the pearly gates right but then there is a large group of i would say people who aren't be who haven't been oppressed and in america that's historically white people yeah. who don't have that connectivity to a spiritual being because they've never had an obstacle to overcome or have to pray through right so right. for them it's kind of like if some if a white person is enlightened it's been like a new age it's a new age right spirituality like oh i love yoga and then i found like a school that i'm gonna go to for right. three months you know right yeah and it's kind of like um it's almost like priv privileged in its own yes. way yeah 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 i, I had this guy i know <laughs> i went i had this guy that i used to work with um and he's white. I think he might be Jewish, but he changed his last name because he was trying to be like funky. Um, <laughs> There's so many. Yeah, yeah. So, so I think he was Jewish. But anyway, so he and I worked together when I was a journalist and he was into fashion. And now I look at him on social media and he's been like traveling the world for like the past several years. Yeah. He's very into yoga, yoga and, and meditation and all that stuff. He's probably lived in a, what's it called? An ishram? Like a yurt. Yeah, yurt. Yeah, like <laughs> an ishram. Like he's been in like one of those like An ashram. Ashram, ashram, or whatever. ashram yeah. yeah. Like silent meditative schools that you pay thousands of dollars to just yeah. like find your inner being. And so now what he does, and I'm not even making this up, he has, uh, he makes and sells, um, well, he doesn't make, but he employs uh, women from Nepal to make socks that he sells on the home shopping network for like, yeah, a good little grip of money. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. But that he's very spiritually enlightened. Yeah. You know, so that's that type of shit. Right. You know? Well, that's like, it's so funny when commerce attaches itself to spirituality. Yes. 
because it's so wrapped up with also ego, you mm-hmm. know? Um, I just think it's it's actually one of the ugliest things in, in the world um, to look at. But oh, yeah, have you have you been watching the Scientology thing on A&E with Le- Leah Burnham? I haven't because that religion or cult or whatever you call it, it makes me sick. Um, it, oh yeah, it will make you, it makes you sicker. It makes me physically ill, yeah. It will make you sicker when you watch it because it's really in-depth. Yeah. Yeah, and I had my little brushing with Scientology. Mm-hmm. I, I did an article on them and they try to like, come for me but thankfully my editor-in-chief was like their number one target so he got all the crazy oh my god he's actually in the show he's been he was in i'm going clear yeah in the lisa leah remini show yeah Yeah. so when they found out that he was my boss they was like oh we we don't need to worry about chloe we're going for him and they just ruined his life basically yeah no they're they're terrifying and uh and scary and um yeah evil uh it's all just yeah, saying well, there are a lot of cults i mean there are a lot of cults there yeah a lot of cults. i think anything that anything that tells you to uh put yourself in the back burner and put the church or the people of the church before them right before yourself at any cost yeah could be no it's a cult. like that's the thing is it sounds as if it's selfish but you if you're not looking out for number one like meaning you, you have to uh you're fucked yeah like that is the I really think that the wisest thing in the world is like that airplane thing where it's like put your mask on yeah, before you I put, literally just told it's somebody like that a the other fucking day. spiritual it should be in the Bible I told somebody <laughs> like, that the other day I told him and I told him that and it was a Pisces and I was like listen you have to take care of yourself first this idea of you having to take care of everybody else and not filling up what you need for yourself is right. ridiculous yeah. because you'll end up being empty and you'll have a fucking psychotic fit yeah and snap on everybody yeah it's like and I said I was like just like on an airplane they tell you put your and at first it's crazy because whenever you see it the party was like damn that's fucked up the lady putting her husband on before she putting her kids on yeah the kid can't get air first yeah, yeah. but then now you're like nah b you're like no she needs it yeah i need it more kid you only been here seven years you yeah. like, ain't, ain't nobody your lungs are better anyway yeah, yeah, like you're gonna be, be okay. fine <laughs> so let's talk about astrology before we get out of here uh okay. i'm gonna rattle off something and you tell me the sign that is most likely to be or do that. Okay. Okay. Uh, most likely to rob a bank. Um, I would say Scorpio. That was my initial Scorpio. Okay. Why? Um, because they are incredibly mysterious. Mm-hmm. Um, they are selfish in, in a way. Uh, they are ruthless and, um, and they get what they want. Got it. Yeah, and they. I. Th- I would say that they'd be the least likely to get caught too. Mm. Most likely to make a sex tape. Hmm. I'd say probably Leo. Yeah. Most likely to leak a sex tape. <laughs> uh. I gotta think through all the. Oh, Gemini. Mm. Gemini. I mean, is would it be their own sex tape? It could be. I think just leak Gemini would leak someone else's sex tape who would leak theirs probably leo (laughs) (laughs) uh most likely to have a secret family oh shit um that's a tough one maybe pisces really you think so yeah pisces are really fucking they can be shady as fuck. Like they're if you get a liar for a pi- like they're shady as fuck. Mm. They'd be they could have a secret family and not even like 
think of it as a secret family themselves. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they just believe their own lie. Damn. You know? Damn. But you know, Pisces is supposed to be like my perfect match. Well, you know, I'm not saying they all have one. I know. I'm just saying, but you know, it's a lot of negative things. Okay. Uh, most likely to run a Ponzi scheme. Sagittarius. Hmm. Okay. Uh, most likely to actually no Capricorn. Really? Yeah, Capricorn for sure. Yeah, Capricorn. Capricorn. I could see that. Um, most likely to steal from a person, like a friend. Mm. Taurus. Okay. Most likely to have a mental breakdown in public. Cancer. Can I tell you how much I hate cancers? <laughs> like, personally, I've never come across a good cancer. They're your opposite. I fucking hate cancer. I have family members that are cancers that don't talk to them. I do not like cancers. Do they have mental breakdowns in public? No, but what they do is that they are, they are certifiably crazy. Like They do have mental breakdowns, for sure. They have mental, they have like a psychosis type of thing. Yeah. Where... They don't want to admit that they just had a mental breakdown, so they make it seem like everybody else is crazy. Right, because they're victims, and everyone should be taking care of them. Oh, my gosh. It's so absurd how evil they are. Like, they are fucking evil. Like, they're just... I mean... <laughs> no, they're really <laughs> not labeling them as evil, but I think, honestly, they're just... They're treacherous in the sense that it's and, no... It, they don't give a fuck about anybody except <laughs> for themselves. And they try to make you agree to that bullshit. They try to make you sign up for them being better than you. They try to make you sign up for for um, being, like, their sponsor. You know what I mean? It's like they try to get people to sponsor their crazy. You know, they'd be, like, the most likely to start an Indiegogo campaign... <laughs> Because they can't like fucking buy pay, a purse, pay their yeah yeah. yeah. They want a fourteen hundred dollar purse, right? Why shouldn't the universe give me this fucking fourteen hundred dollar purse? Right? They have serious mom issues too. Oh my gosh! Like they try to make everyone their mom. It's I I lived with a a Pisces with a Cancer rising for a while. Holy shit, dude! I mean that guy was so fucking nuts. That's just a big bag of emotions. Just a big bag of fucking shattered glass crazy. That's what it was. If anybody t- if anybody mentions that they are cancer, I'm like I'm done. I'm checked out. I'm yeah. done. I can't do it. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's a good I wouldn't I wouldn't date a cancer. They're terrible people. I mean, they're not all terrible Who, okay. people, but they Who's are- the worst of all the zodiac? Who is the worst person? All <laughs> That's, the like, yeah. That's like not even astrology. Now we're just <laughs> now we're just shitting on people we know. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay, fine. Who's who has the purest heart? Most well, most well intentioned of the zodiac. I think uh, I don't think you can answer that question because I think I hate to be that person, but like I don't think you can answer that question because you you could say Pisces, right? And then I think about it and I'm like, well, yeah, well intentioned, but then what? But they're still doing shitty things. So like, what are their intentions yeah, really? True. Okay, you know what I mean. I think astrology isn't like. 
obviously my articles are all like huge generalizations about these no, people they're fact they're fact-based <laughs> truths we're living in trump america that's like we the joke them. in the beginning of all of them is i'm like listen astrology is a hard science if you don't believe in it you're a capricorn like i just like yeah. i try to like make it funny so that people know that i'm but not they, but they still don't get it Some they still don't really. get people are fucking idiots okay 89% of this country is fucking retarded. Thank you for so, saying it. It's so true. And, um, <laughs> but like when I'm writing these articles, I'm like, I'm making these huge generalizations because it's fun for me because I can shit on everyone that I've ever met that's like a Scorpio or a Sag. You know what I mean? And just shit on them. Just keep bashing Kansas, please. Cause I do. <laughs> Kansas, I'm telling you, Kansas are physically and mentally exhausting. Did you see when Carson Daly read the article about cancers? Uh, was on the, the Today Show, table? when they were doing, when they read my article on the Today Show, Carson Daly's a cancer, and he was like, he was like, like he's like <laughs> pretending to cry, right? Because one of the one of the par- paragraphs in it was this. With the was title, like, of this is what was the, the most title? annoying thing the about most, your zodiac yes. sign. And I was like, um, okay, another thing, cancers, stop telling people about your child. Stop telling long rambling stories about your childhood friends. Like nobody fucking cares what you did with Dave growing up. Stop it. Like we yeah. don't want to know stop telling people that have never met your friends about your friends like i I hate that about cancers they tell you these stories about the kids that they grew up with and i'm like i shut up i just asked you for the time yeah i'm like this is a bad story their stories go nowhere yeah but they make you listen to the entire if you cut them off they will start over oh they will they yeah. will start over. They will start over. <laughs> they will watch you lose interest and then keep going. Yes. And they They're will say, the worst. But you know what? You, I mean, so like I was saying, and you're just like, no, no, no. You said, <laughs> you said it all. Yes. I, my eyeballs are dry. I know. I'm like, I'm, I can feel myself blinking yeah. in front of them. Yeah. It's awful. So we've talked about therapy. We have. We've talked about. Your parents. The evolution of humankind. Yeah. 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 It's so interesting because don't you feel like Hollywood talks about a lot of things and so now you see it and you're like, which which happened first? I think that they're both a result of where we're at consciously. I think, I think the internet is a result of where we're at consciously. It's all a manifestation of where we are. Like I think it starts within us first mm-hmm. and then it manifests. And then it manifests, mm-hmm. yeah. So we're about to approach upon a spiritual enlightenment we're going to ascend like l ron hubbard says that scientologists are going to- oh <laughs> god joking. now i'm getting into oh god I'm i totally joking. sound like that I'm but joking but i do think that i do think that we're gonna uh i want to see i want to know what it's i don't know i don't i can't i'm not I don't saying we're talk gonna about ascend it, like- i'm just saying we're gonna wake up you know yeah that we're that we're gonna become less conflict uh driven as a society and but more then is that a new world order is that the homogenization of mankind is it that one government then that's the antichrist if you listen to the Bible. i don't know how exactly it's going to um manifest itself but i think it's going to be a like you know how like when fire when we discovered fire i don't remember i wasn't there but right but you know how we we did <laughs> yeah and we so we discovered fire and it happened all over all over the world at the same time, mm-hmm. even though these people had no way of communicating with one another. Yeah. So same thing for the wheel. Yeah. So yeah. this and also is, sculpt. And if you look at sculptures from like 
pre-civilization they all kind of have the same right pyramids of, yeah. like things like mm-hmm. yeah it all happened around the same time but this is the first time i think it's happening around the globe at the same time so like you know you look at like britain with uh when they woke up after the brexit brexit and yeah. they were like well shit and then america woke up after trump and we were like oh shit you yeah. know and i really think that Wherever this is headed, it's going to be very interesting. I think we have to stay grounded. I think we have to um, remain non-judgmental, look at it and watch what's happening and be like, huh, interesting, rather yeah. than this is good, this is bad. Just yeah. be like, okay, this is interesting. Let's what's happening? What happens, yeah. yeah. Okay, let's wrap this up. Rosebud Baker, what makes you a social misfit? I mean, if I haven't explained that already, I honestly don't know. <laughs> you can sum it up in, in conclusion. Um, I'm just an asshole. I, I'm, uh, I'm just, uh, even though I'm into like the spiritual, uh, you know, awakening and shit, I'm just a fucking, I'm a mess, you know? Like I'm, I'm not, I have my shit together, but I'm a fucking mess. And in a lot of ways, I uh, am... I also believe in fucking magic. You know what I mean? It's like, I, uh, I'm, I'm an asshole. That's, uh, that wasn't a sum up. I don't, I don't really, why don't you tell me why I'm a fucking social myth? No, misfit? I don't think, I, I think you are, a, a, as a white woman in America, you, I think you're a social misfit because you haven't subscribed to the belief that uh, superiority is attached to uh, white males. <laughs> Absolutely not. Uh, her boyfriend's black by the way um <laughs> I, I think that you see people for who they are but i've noticed this because i also had tim dillon on the show i noticed that white people who've had substance abuse problems that have put them in situations in their lives where they should not have survived right or, or have forced them to be around people who are completely different than them have a much better sense of self and respect for other people as yeah. a result of coming out of that because right. if you've never had to shatter your you know your glass castle you know what i mean right like if you never had to step outside of your comfort zone you would have been a completely different person yeah yeah it's kind of like dying and then coming back to life speaking of which time kind of, uh, talking about dying and come back to life have you watched a show uh, on um netflix called fuck what is it called the glitch no you have to watch it oh shit it's really good it's only six episodes it's so fucking good we can talk about it after i think my therapist mentioned that the glitch if you're listening netflix the glitch six episodes is based in australia it's amazing oh shit all right okay good okay um thank you guys for tuning in uh rosebud where can people follow you on social media you can follow me on twitter at rosebud baker i'm verified now really yeah well i mean when people talk about your stuff on the today show i mean of course (laughs) you're gonna get verified yeah um so uh follow me on twitter at rosebud baker you can go to my website www.rosebudbaker.com um and uh yeah that's and on instagram rosebud baker do it Thank you so much. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks for coming. (laughs) Thanks for coming to your house. I appreciate it. You didn't offer me any water, but that's fine. I did. Oh, you did. I offered you tea. Yeah, I didn't want tea. Oh, did you want... You should have said you want water. No, it's fine. I'm good. I'm getting you water right now. Okay, good. Okay, bye.